I come to that topic? How did you come to that topic? Oh, yeah. I don't no, know the it topic. Was, it was, okay. So, a lot of the stuff I say, at least I can say this for myself. I don't know if you, you say this as well. But, like, a lot of the stuff I say about how I got my wife to do X or how, how she ended up be, behaving a certain way, I have to, like, retroactively come up with this theory of, you know, I did X, Y, and Z thinking of this to get her to do this, but it was just me acting naturally. I mean, sure, some of it is, like, deliberate. Most, of, I mean, it all it is all deliberate in terms of... But it's not like I'm thinking of this grand vision of this is how it'll work out, and this is... It's just me doing stuff that feels... That makes sense to me at that moment. And yeah. And it happens. And so then when someone asks, like, oh, what do you... What should I do in this specific situation... It's hard to give an answer because it's like I would do in that specific situation what I would do in that specific situation, which is what would just naturally happen. You know? Yeah, I mean? and also your explanation of what you would do might not even be what you actually do. Yeah, exactly. Also, what I would actually do would be completely different because I would have all the context of you as a person. I wouldn't like I would be it would be would it be me inserted into that or would it be me inserted into you? Yeah, you know, there's so many. Uh, like, philosophical assumptions when you make a, a an hypothetical like that yeah or not assumptions but questions that arise you know yeah so it's it's very difficult to give advice in these kind of scenarios yeah so then it kind of got to the point that i wanted to talk about after that is that it is about the person in the sense that if you fail in your relationships you fail because you fail you know what i mean and so and there's no amount of coaching that will make you a better person. You might be able to act in a certain way that will deceive your wife into thinking you're a better person. But if you are truly not a good person, you can't become a better person. You can, there's a difference though between, I get what you're saying. There's a difference between understanding, oh, these are behaviors that are bad. Okay, I need to fix them. If you're, if you're actually unaware of bad behaviors, but if you're actually a person who once they understand the bad behavior still falls into them and that's just you, then you will. So like if you're someone who's destined to sin, it's not that your destiny is to sin. It's that you as a person will repeat those sins given a million lifetimes. And so similarly with your relationships and with your interactions with other people, given a million lifetimes, you'll still fail on those same issues no matter who coaches you, no matter how much. But that's not to say that you don't know that until you die, but you do know that because you know yourself. So in some level, you know when you're deliberately making the decisions that will screw you over and you know when you're making decisions that are, you know, when you actually have a good intention. I don't know. That's... Yeah, no, I understood all of that. I'm going to try and rephrase it a bit. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> the the so, mouthful. Yeah. So, you know what you are based on the decisions you make, which manifest as your de destiny. Because destiny is just a function of free will. So, all your decisions, if they were to, if you were to un unroll the wheel of time or yeah. whatever, all those decisions are your destiny. You determine your destiny. Of course, there's divine elements of that, but there's free will. So, and you know what you would do, and you know what you're capable of. So there's never a scenario in which you are a good person, but you end up becoming bad. 
It's not like that. Because a bad person is not defined based on his actions. It's not the context, yeah. Yeah, it's not that, oh, I'm a bad person and I'm doing good things, or I'm a good person and I'm doing bad things. No, if you, as the whole snapshot of your life, if you did all these bad things and you died upon an unforgivable scenario and you were destined to hell, well, we're, we're speaking of that in an extreme scenario, but here we're just talking about marital failure, but that's yeah. a kind of hell in itself. So if you create that hell, then you are destined for it. So your destiny is one of your own creation. It's kind of like they create their own misery and drown in it. Yeah. They're aware of it. Yeah, I, I get your point, but it's uh, very difficult to express this to the person who's thinking uh, physically. You have to think purely metaphysically to understand this. You have to, you, the metaphysical reali reality has to be almost material to you. You must be able to touch. Uh, yeah, you have to, I mean, you have to really believe in it first yeah I and mean, that's the crux of it like a lot of people who would claim to believe it don't act like they actually believe it you know i mean the thing is you know we, we can talk about all these things about you know frame dominance yeah. all this thing is there but this is just a way to connect with materialist uh, individuals what it really is you know it, it comes down to this but no one wants to buy that oh you got to just love your wife be a good character but then the problem is they don't know what love is. They don't know what good character is. And then when you start defining that, they'll start arguing with you. So then what do you do? You just default to the marketing tactics. Yeah, you know, just be alpha chad like me and then you'll get it. <laughs> so it's, it's unfortunate, but they will never uh, really get that. In fact, I would say that almost every single red pill kind of advice, you can completely overturn it. Yeah. And I can overturn it so much that it becomes comical. You know, I can stereotypically emasculate myself ac across all these dimensions and it doesn't change a thing in my life. I mean, we're stereotypically, we are stereotypically. No, I'm saying I yeah. can deliberately do it. You know, like becoming vulnerable with your wife because all the stereotypical things that they never do this, never do this. I could yeah. flip it I all mean, the way. I've done all those things too. Like I have been emotional around my wife and like that doesn't hasn't ruined my she's it's not like she's never looked at me the same like yeah. what the hell is that and, and it's not that i have i have done them deliberately i've just done whatever i wanted to do yeah exactly that's what it's it is just, yeah, yeah it's uh it's it's hard to explain this but see the real thing is that uh see what women want is order in their lives this is the problem there's another layer you know we talked about love that's one aspect yeah but the main reason why a lot of men struggle with their relationships is they don't have order. And I'm not talking about order as in, you know... Like Jordan Peterson order. Yeah. I'm talking about this... Uh, it's hard to explain what this order is. You know, people don't have this. I don't actually know what you're talking about. What order means is that when someone is hanging out with you in your presence, their stress levels should drop. Reduce, Yeah. Yeah. They should feel at ease and more comfortable than they would without your presence. If you do not have that, no woman would want anything to do with you. Why would she want to hang out with a guy who increases her stress? Yeah. And if you can't, it doesn't matter what you do. You can have all the things, cars, clothing, all the bling, whatever. But if that meter, if it goes in the wrong direction of stress, she's just not going to love you. Yeah. And it's not just exclusively talking emotionally that increases or decreases that meter. There's, there's a lot yeah. of things. Yeah. And how do you know? that you have that order? Well, you know it. Well, I don't know actually how you know it. <laughs> I don't know that either. That's, that's, that's a, a question. tough question. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess your wife won't leave you. Well, you can actively 
you you can actively understand like I mean don't men want that order? Yeah. That's what men want. No, it's it's also that's what men want to do for their women as well. Like you want to create that order for her. Not even level. necessarily for her. I get what you're saying yeah, for like, her. Yeah, like that's that's one of the things you provide, you know, it's yeah. like at some level you want to provide for her. It's almost and, like you're doing it for yourself though. Yeah, because know, her behavior I, will benefit you. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. Semantic. That's and that's what I'm saying that you want to do it for them because you want to do it for you. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Are you trying to tie this into one or the other? <laughs> no, I'm thinking of uh is this going to be a red episode? We'll see. I'll have to when I listen to it I'll decide. Uh, Some of them are pretty close and then yeah. I just flip a coin. No, it's usually the central topic. What is it about? Yeah. But yeah, that was that was my yeah. I can uh, just hard segue. Hard segue. Is segue or tangent? Segue means you're connecting from a point, right? I think if you say hard segue, then it's... Doesn't even make sense. <laughs> I can transition. Because <laughs> a transition can go from anywhere. Hard tangent, hard segue, whatever, transition hard to, left. to wave tables. So I was thinking about... Uh, this is a little bit of habits, productivity. You know, another v- metaphor for... Because, you know, the more metaphors you have access to, the more you find one that you connect to. And then, hey, this way of doing things works for me and I can get things in motion. Because that's kind of all it is, you know. All these productivity methods, it's not so much about the method. It's about which one has a metaphor that you can connect to and you enjoy enough that it's sustainable. Right? Like, do you like the idea of being someone who follows a sequence? You know, are you a, a routine calendar guy? Do you like the metaphor of check boxes. Do you like black boxes, open boxes? I haven't figured that out for myself. For yeah, I myself. think you don't need the metaphor. I just <laughs> you're do. the concrete guy. Yeah, I don't know. No, I mean, because like, maybe I'm derailing your topic. No, but... no, go ahead. <laughs> no, because that time, the whole tracking, and uh, I think for, I think I should, but then I just can't get myself to do it. There's I don't pros know, what, and cons. What is the reason that I don't track my stuff? Well, I think it's because you do this thing that I'm talking about. You do wavetable modification. All right. Explain. But you do it in your head. So yeah. this is, I call it frequency modification. So at any given moment, you're doing X number of things in life and you're doing each one with a certain frequency. We'll call X, we'll call it X1, X2, all the way up to XN. Yeah. And each one has a frequency of F, yep. right? So X1... F1. F1. Yeah. Oh, man, this is getting way too... <laughs> just a math lesson. Friggin it's like the person Nightmares from university. No, I mean, that's like the way to... X1, F1. Yeah. 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 So you have X1, F1. No, it should be FA because the one is not connected to that. It's a different number. No, no, but the frequency of one is the thing that you're doing, right? Yeah. X1 is the task you're doing. Or actually, let's no, no, just do... Then X- you don't need X... It's X and FX then, because X is the thing and F of X is the frequency of that thing. And so then it's, so FX1, you can say you're doing one to N things and those frequency of one to N is F of one to F of N. You get what I'm saying? See, now the thing is you constructed this. I didn't, okay, so it's not in continue, my head. You can continue, you <laughs> can No, but I get it. Yeah. So anyways, there's, there's tasks and there's frequencies with those tasks. Let's keep it simple. Yeah. The point of this was that we should not explain it using this. That's because if my explanation didn't make sense to you and your explanation didn't make sense to me, it won't chances make sense are to anyone. Yeah. 
No, I'm sure there's someone listening. Who's yeah, we know we know one person who will make sense of this. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. So you have a table with task and frequency, and what you do is, as you are interested or deinterested in a topic, you either have or double the frequency. But you do this dynamically in your head. That's why you don't need a task. So hey, uh, I'm not that interested in working out anymore. So instead of working out four times a week, I'm gonna work out two times a week. Or, three or times like a week. three times yeah. a week, but half the time. And that's yeah. all you're doing. You're frequency modifying your existing set of tasks. That is so, that's too real, man. It's too accurate, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy how I know that, right? <laughs> it's like, what the hell? Yeah. That's good, actually, though. No, because it makes so much sense. Because that's, yeah. yeah. And, and, and sometimes I get those waves. And you know what's in. funny is because this is what I'm aspiring to do. So it's funny that. <laughs> but why? Yeah. Because it's a very effective method. Yeah. And I'll tell you why it's effective. Because all the overhead of tasks, routine, planning, maintenance, it's all evaporates. It's gone. There's only one table that you need to contend with. And also, I love the the sound analogy. Yeah, it's so good. I mean, good. it's so good. I'm like, I'm getting hyped about my own methodology of doing things because of this analogy. Yeah, of I know. It. That's what I said earlier. You know what I should The metaphor do? that you resonates. You know what would be cool is like every month for me to draw, like retrospectively draw out that wave frequency with the things that i did and like well the thing is you don't need to do that no but just as a just yeah. as a memory thing you yeah, know, yeah you know because oh, as a the, log yeah yeah, yeah. well that's do, what i do yeah yeah and you figure out uh the frequency but anyways no that log is more important for uh contextualizing your past not in terms of how often you did something but when you did it the sequence yeah. i find the log more sequence relevant rather than no uh, but i wanted to kind of see it as like a pattern thing it's like oh i look at the whole year and it's like oh you know throughout the entire year this yeah. thing was always at a max frequency but then that then your log would need to be a lot more granular yeah and that's what i'm yeah. but i could do the things that are like yeah. obviously like food and stuff would just be eliminated like I, I have specific like logs bait. for like working out and stuff like that yeah so then you could see the frequency change in that and it's usually uh i'm not sure if it's logarithmic or exponential but it's not linear the frequency change. Yeah, it's definitely not linear. Cause... So generally, the the introduction is is exponential, and then the the tail is logarithmic. Yeah, it's it's this kind of curve. No, anyways, yeah, it starts off with hype and it and it fizzles out. Yeah, yeah. So now the reason I was thinking about this is that that's logarithmic. Yeah. So what we did with uh, the podcast, we started with five episodes a week. And then we frequency modified to three episodes a week. And what this allows us to do, the beauty of this method is that because you're adapting the frequencies in a context of a 24-hour or 16-hour day, whenever you reduce one frequency, it's usually because something else came up. So you can see, hey, which task is expanding and which task is reducing. So if you were to create a visualization of this, if you want to, you could create maybe a box or maybe just a timeline, 16 slots, and then you could assign a certain amount of cells for each task. And as you frequency modulate, you can say, hey, uh, you'd have to do some time estimates. So three episodes a week, how long does that take for a day per hour? And then you could size that. And then you could say, hey, if I want to do this new thing, what do I have? What's How much space do I have? And what things are taking up how much space? And what can I cut? But the thing is, see, what you're doing is you're kind of applying your, your it's too technical. It is too technical. Yeah, because the way it happens is it's that organic. I just take the thing and the thing that must 
that will shrink is the one that will that you know will what yeah I mean? you know, well i'm saying to yeah. do this retroactively to visualize yeah, it yeah, I know, not I know. preemptively yeah i know because that would that that goes against the whole <laughs> because then it becomes digital wavetable as opposed to analog wavetable yeah to make is... the analogy even better yeah you need the tube amp you need the real the real deal and this is uh this is how you apply it to marriage too Right, things you don't like with your wife, you half their frequency and you eliminate them eventually. Yeah, and things you like, you want to double their frequency. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it Islamically, this is similar too. You know, when you start with like recitation of the Quran or prayers, you know, oh, do this, the double the frequency, you know, do twice as many, you know, or do, yeah. you know, like double the amount of recitation or double the amount of zikr or like any kind of, uh, any kind of obligate well obligatory acts you have to do them but any kind of extra supererogatory act is that what the term is? super yeah i mean it's the english term and all these any kind I'm of recommended forget one. forget the english term no but what is the direct uh, translation of that supplementary complementary supplementary okay. yeah supplementary act yeah i guess that's yeah, yeah although that, that's, that's it's not usually used but yeah no cuz supplementary play, prayers that's what they're called right like typically, guess, yeah. I've I've seen it. As... I mean, there's multiple English translations. Yeah, yeah. That, that but that's the one I was thinking of in my head. Yeah, so it's the same thing with that frequency. Yeah, and uh, what this does is that by I mean you do this naturally. What this does is that it doesn't eliminate. You don't have a binary mindset. Yeah, this was the whole open box thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of going from zero to hundred, and then hundred to zero, you're like, yo, let me try ten. Let me try twenty. Let me try 50. No, but it can. I can end up in a state where one thing is so maxed out that it eliminates the frequency of everything else in that week. Yeah. But I mean, that was your decision too, right? Yeah, but was it a good decision? Well, that's, that's a separate topic. Yeah. We're true. talking about how to, how to manage this, not to know if it's good. That's yeah. uh, <laughs> talking about the form, not the content. Yeah. But the content is obviously it's up to you. You have to figure out what's good and what's bad and what's worthy of your time. But by adopting this, you can figure out what's worthy without risking it. You know, you don't have to. Yeah. I mean, this is not really so groundbreaking. It's like, hey, do something daily or do something weekly. That's what all this is. But no, not. It's a bit different from that. Yeah. It's kind of like always have a backlog of things that you enjoy doing and and just work down those as the interest. I mean, that's what I do. The like, diff the difference between this approach and I want to do everything. Uh, I want to do something once a day or once a week. The problem with that is people tend to schedule that with time. So, oh, every Tuesday at two p.m. I'm going to do this thing. Yeah. You might not feel like doing that thing Tuesday at two p.m. But if you have a frequency table in your head, then what happens is that there's a fuzzy boundary between each task. So let's say I want to practice guitar five times a week. That's my intrinsic frequency table okay now it may happen that two of those practice se sessions happen right at the beginning of the week right and maybe the third practice session happens a certain time after now what that time range is 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 the orbit of that task or whatever the distance of that yeah. task and every task has a certain distance after which you feel the pull of it back again. Exactly. Yeah. And that that distance is what determines the frequency. Yeah. The only thing that needs to happen is that you have to be reminded of that thing. So if you can't 
if for some reason you can't remember that you enjoy that thing, then maybe you need a list of just things yeah. that you enjoy doing. And then you put, you know, like... And I would argue against that too, because that would be my method. But I'd say instead of lists, have specific co contextual spaces. Yeah, have the, a yeah. room, no, but a, I'm saying if a desk. You're, if you're like spatially limited, yeah. you just only... Yeah, because that, that, that does happen. Sometimes you're like, oh, I was into this one thing and I completely forgot about it. Yeah, That's a me problem. And uh, it could happen to some other people too. Yeah. And uh, you definitely want to keep... It's not that you completely forget about it. It's that every time you're planning, it's you, it's still in your mind, but it's every time you plan to switch... Push it down. Every time you're switching activity, it doesn't come to your mind. So, yeah. but then if throughout the day, someone mentions that thing, you're like, yeah, I might do that. But then when you're now switching context, it doesn't come to your mind. And then yeah. you're switching context again, it doesn't come to your mind. You know, that's like, it sometimes happens to me with reading where I don't read for like months. It's like... Yeah, you know. I think what, what that, a metaphor for that could be, do you have a thing in a, I don't know if this would be a, a link or a database thing, but it's just like a node that's disconnected from every other node. It doesn't have any connection. This would be like a... Graph thing. A graph theory. That's just like a graph. Yeah. It's just a node in the middle of nowhere. Exactly. So you should have a node that's connected at least by one path to your main tree. Yeah. Well, and when if it's that, not, then it's not connected. Then it's gone, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's what happens with, like what you said, maybe with books. Maybe there's few nodes there. Yeah. I think the thing with books, though, is that once you finish a book, it's kind of like a new... For me, every book is like a new interest. I don't yeah, know. for me, it's not like yeah, that. Yeah, for you, like book reading is... Like reading is a thing. In fact, what I'm trying to do is connect image, word, and sound together so that I never forget the interest because it's all one big thing. Yeah. Because when you separate them, what happens is that you have to shift context significantly and there's a mental effort. I need to go from design mode into music mode into reading and writing mode. But if I'm doing album art and lyrics and music together, yeah, you got all three. And it doesn't have to be that specifically, but the album art can serve as a cue for art and logos and design and podcast, talking, reading, uh, conversation. And then uh, you have your music. And, and that's, that's, what, that's why the reading for me spiked up uh, after the podcast started because it's like it's the podcast now. is now connected to the reading. And so it's like, there's a purpose and a, and a, and well, there's like a, every time, like if I come home after a podcast, it's like, or before a podcast, I'm like, Hey, let me read something. So I have something to talk about or like, you know, my mind's not yeah. just thinking about work and, and, uh, another to tie this to marriage, we got to <laughs> shove marriage in here somewhere. <laughs> no, it's that when, when guys think about this for them, you know, a lot of guys there, you know, I got to get that bag. I got to work. I got to work out. I got to buy a car. I got to buy a house. And the wife is like this afterthought. And then when I'm 40, I'll get married. Well, guess yeah. what? Your wife's not going to like you because just by talking like this, you don't prioritize women. Whereas yeah. me, I'm like, I want to get married as soon as possible. But you'd say, oh, I'm a thirsty simp. No, I'm the guy whose wife listens to him because I value my wife. Yeah. And because the more nodes that you can connect to your wife and they'll say, oh, that means you're, you're being, no, this is, you're misunderstanding this. And this misunderstanding is what's going to condemn you to a life with a, with a disrespectful land will. You know what's funny? To tie this into that discussion we were having around music. So, oh, and maybe this isn't entirely accurate, but I've noticed that. So, we, the discussion about music we were having was that people that you notice that t people that tend to like happy music tend to be sad or not, not exclusively. Like, you can, there's, there's a subset of people that can enjoy both types of music. 
without care, without a, a an impact on their mood. And yeah. then there's certain people that must listen to a certain type of music in their mood, in a, in a specific type of mood. And it's usually the moods are flipped, meaning sad people listen to the happy stuff. You know, and happy. Just to yeah. pause you there, I would I'd like to refine that, and I would say that vulgar people tend to listen to vulgar music, and sober people tend to listen to sober, sober music, music yeah. because it makes it it makes. Yeah, it's not about happiness. Happy yeah, yeah, it's a better fit. Yeah, it, I, I called it musical sobriety and musical vulgarity. Yeah, to villainize them when they actually are, because happy music isn't actually happy. Yeah, it's vulgar, vulgar, profane. It's it's almost uh, chaotic and it's yeah. uncanny from a sense. It's like, why does this sound so weird? It's a lot of the music, mainstream music. The the aura that it has is similar to. You know, in Attack in Attack on Titan, those babies, the 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 Titans that are big and and baby like, and they yeah. walk that way. Yeah. That uncanny aura is what I get from pop music. It's yeah. just profane and and just something that should not be. This creature should not exist. It's a perversion of nature, and you feel that discomfort when you hear it, and you're like, "Nah, this ain't right." And everyone's there. It's like the Burger King music, you know? Those that have, yeah, it's everywhere. But anyways, you can continue now. Yeah, no, my point was. It was like the, it was, it was so related to that. It's like the men who prioritize women and it's like, you have to almost, they're, they're overcompensating by saying like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to marry early because I don't want to, I don't want my wife to like ruin my life and everything or, you know, take all, I don't know what they're thinking, (laughs) but what I'm, what I'm saying is like, they think that being into women and wanting to get married early on is you just want women for the sex and not for the person. Yeah. Whereas they think, no, I want to settle down and, you know, later find, find the right one for me. Therefore they're into it for the, for the person and not just because what they're actually doing is they're prioritizing in their mind. Once they get richer, they can attract someone more attractive and younger and and be and and get someone in their mind better than what they could have gotten when they were 20. And what we're doing is we're actually prioritizing personality if you think about it. Yeah. Because we're prioritizing the time spent and and the the love over shared pure lust which exactly. but, but we come at it jokingly from an angle like I just want it like you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but yeah. actually we're actually the ones that care about the personality. In yeah. So. And that that's what I what I say to guys is like, you guys just aren't as romantic as me. Yeah. That's what it is. Just n- completely, seriously, no tongue-in-cheek humor. You guys aren't romantic. You, you don't have the charm. That's it. That's what it is. But, you know, to say that straight face, they're not going to take you seriously. So you got to say some other bullshit. Yeah. But that that's what it 100% is. These guys don't, they don't come close to the level of charm that I have. No, I, I know this 100%. Because you see them and you're like, you are so awkward. Yeah. You are just, in all ways, you you ooze autism. Even in their insults of us, in which they're calling us autistic, they still ooze that awkwardness. Yeah, It's hilarious when the comment that you're making that is meant to emasculate me is perceived as cringe by my wife, who is vocalizing that to me and telling me how cringe that comment. Can you imagine that? They cannot. Yeah. And it's like, wow, this is working to my advantage. Here, your comment is increasing my... Improving <laughs> your relationship. I know, ironically <laughs> enough, yeah. right? Not that it needs improvement in that case. Yeah. Where in that way. 
but it's just uh, that irony is that is irony well, to right imply there. that they can improve your relationship or that they can Im- impact your relationship in any way. Now that yeah, so good. I mean, it's uh, it's hard to say. It's it comes down to the same. So if you want to talk about music, it's the same thing. The, the reason we're interested in music is because it has that soulful romanticness to it. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you know, someone might be saying, "Oh, you like heavy music?" No, but there's a romantic aspect to all melodies. Yeah. The essence of music. Sure, there's a rhythmic foundation, right? But of course, without melody, there's nothing. Yeah. Right? Because <laughs> melody subsumes rhythm. Yeah. But rhythm does not subsume melody. Because then you're just beating sticks, which is fun. But you still need melody. Yeah, of course. <laughs> like if someone were to t- say, choose one. <laughs> rhythm or melody? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can't have melody without rhythm. Like, I, I, mean, that's... I know, right? Yeah. So you, it's like... It's you like... can't even have drums without melody because you have to... They're all tuned to a pitch. Yeah, so that that aspect of it they don't get. And those same people You know wait, sorry, I wanna I wanna Yeah, sure. No, because it's the same the same people that claim that a certain type of music is soulful, that's the type of music that has no soul soul. to me. You know what I mean? It's like the typical stuff that people Claim. Like even though guys who claim to be romantic and nerdy into music, they still like mainstream garbage. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So that was just a side point. Yeah, no, I get that. So, and the thing is, the kind of people who have this issue, and if you were to talk about this music and you were to talk to them seriously, they're already coming at it from this, oh, you like this heavy, harsh music. Well, I mean, you mischaracterized it. Now I can't even give you my yeah. honest thoughts on it. So I'll say, yeah, we like this because it's masculine. You know, you like this emasculated pop music, but that's not what it really is. Yeah. That's just because your question demonstrated a level of idiocy. Now I have to interface with your idiocy. Right, so I can't talk to you uh, at a certain intellectual like level. Yeah, because yeah, you must... you're stupid. <laughs> you're so I got to talk to you like a stupid person. Yeah. Right. So we have to change our entire semantic structure. And I was like, oh, okay, this guy's an idiot. Got to change my <laughs> things. Start changing the gear shifting. Okay, idiot mode engaged. Ha ha ha. Derp derp derp. Pretty much. Yeah. So, but to a serious person who has this, you know, you can feel. Uh, the ebbs and flows of the song, you know, there's there's a tension, a release, and it's all it's all connected to psychology and sexuality. And if you don't, people might misconstrue this. Oh, you mean it's just dance music, sexual? No, that yeah. is the profane vulgarity that we dislike. That's the equivalent of you masturbating with a woman's insides. You know, like that's a masturbatory act. You know, some guys who have yeah. sex with women, they're masturbating, except instead of their hand, they use the woman's vagina. Yeah. It's still a, a masturbatory act. Meaning it's still self-stimulating. It's it's hard to grasp this concept. Most people will not get this. <laughs> no, because it's funny. Because you know this. There's this whole idea of like, oh, you know, you want to watch something to get into the mood. Like I've heard that, and I'm just like, what does that? E-? Or like, listen to something, play some music that gets you in the mood. That's kind of the same thing. What do you mean gets you in the mood? Yeah, I know. Like, what do you? What does that even mean? No, like gets you and like gets both the people in the mood. Get get your like you know, this is common advice for people. That, that I've seen on the internet for people, for men and women that are struggling with ro- intimacy. It's like, oh, you know, you want to do something that gets them in the mood. So the first thing they'll be like, oh, it's a date night. Then they'll be like, oh, put on some romantic music. And it's like, oh, if that doesn't work, maybe watch some romantic movie. And it's like, oh, if that doesn't work, maybe try adult, you know, and that's, See, they when just you, keep. When you yeah. hear this kind of but stuff. But that entire paradigm is yeah. incorrect, yeah. When, when you hear this kind of stuff, it's so absurd that part of me is like, should I even bother explaining it or should I just make fun of it? Because yeah. like, does it even make sense to to explain it to them? Do they get it? Well, I don't know if they are even listening. Yeah, but I don't know. They might be. 
There might be someone with little pockets of them inside of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? I get you, yeah. The mainstream. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know who has... Uh, yeah. A lot of people have... Uh, a lot of them have that. <laughs> a lot of them have that. A lot of... Yeah. But what was... What did I interrupt you with? You were saying... Oh, the masturbatory. The masturbate master is it masturbatory or masturbatory i don't know i think it's a mas- masturbatory sex would be the term battery 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 master battery master of puppets <laughs> <laughs> master of battery yeah well there was another point wait how did we get from wave tables to masturbatory well you just threw a woman in there and then yeah no so so what I mean is like connecting your wife with these things. You know, people, they, they always talk about, oh, you know, your wife should have shared hobbies. No, you don't have to have shared hobbies. You need to share your hobbies with your wife. You don't need to have shared hobbies. That's like the equivalent of you saying that we need something to get in the, into the mood. No, you get her into the mood. Yeah. You shared your hobbies. You are her hobby. You need to be her hobby. Yeah, that's just what I said. You are her hobby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And similarly, you got to make time. It's like she's your hobby, but you're her hobby, but she's also your hobby because you have yeah. to treat her like an interest and you have to up that frequency every now and then. And every now and then the frequency might go down and that's fine. And then every now and then it'll go up No, in terms know, of the interest. Yeah. And you know what's funny? The kind of guys who usually say, oh, you know, got to gotta do that for the wife. You know, the ones who say like as if they're enchained by the, the woman yeah. and the ones who are enslaved don't want to be enslaved. And the ones we are the masters of our woman, but we enjoy their time. Yeah, and that's what women want they don't want you to be enslaved to them but they want you to voluntarily spend time with them when you have the freedom to not do so and this is what guys screw up they they give up and, their freedom and the only way you can the only way a woman knows that you have the freedom to not do so is if you don't do everything she asks you <laughs> exactly yeah. and because how would she know whether you actually want to do it if you just agree to do everything she asks you to do. Yeah, and this is what comes back down to my earlier statement that these guys don't love their wives. Yeah. It, it, is, it comes down to true love, but just these guys do not and understand. And you know what's funny? Like my wife, she never gets this. Like I always explain this to her. Yeah, like these guys do all this shit for their wives, but they hate, like deep down, they actually don't like it and they kind of begrudgingly do it. And she's like in denial. She's like, no, 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 they must like, like she thinks like yeah. the guys they actually do like it. It's yeah. like, but why would they do it? Like, cause she, cause she's like referencing me as a guy. Like, and she also thinks, she doesn't understand the male. Point yeah, obviously, no. Her only understanding of male psychology is me, or maybe her father too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so the whole idea of just doing stuff that you don't want to do, preference falsification. Yeah, one thing I do, you know, just to put things out there, is like uh, I'll hang out with my wife. And if, if things are not enjoyable, you know, I'll, I'll get angry at her. I'm like, why aren't you being pleasant? Be more pleasant, be more enjoyable. So what this is telling her is that I wanted to spend time with you and enjoy time with you. And the fact that you're not enjoying it is irritating me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, imagine I go uh, to your house and we're jamming and you're just playing drums sloppily. I'm like, what the hell, bro? <laughs> right? I came here to imagine. Pop- yeah, but it's, that that doesn't happen. But you yeah. see, so what 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 does this demonstrate to you that that I care or I don't care? That you care exactly, <laughs> right? But a lot of guys will misunderstand. Oh, you're being abusive to her. Yeah, it's like so, no, yeah. you must tolerate her bad behavior and just. And you can take this, and even that explanation. What they say that you must rebuke, even that's done incorrectly. There's so many layers yeah. of of uh, confusion. The thing, 
land yeah, of confusion. You have man. to you have to prioritize yourself and your perception of her because that's the most important thing. Yeah, but it's also combined with selflessness yeah. in a way. It's hard to and say. And it man. also like she that only works if she values you to a certain point as well. Because if you're just if you're just pathetic, then you prioritizing. We live in yeah. times when there's so many things wrong in so many different areas that the complexity of fixing one issue in isolation is just enormous. You cannot. You cannot fix this issue without a complete overhaul yeah. of their entire life. Like a redesign, rebranding. Yeah, it's like, come to me and I will change. It's like Gordon Ramsay, you know, when he comes to the restaurant, you can't tell that one restaurant what's the one thing wrong with it. It's you. like, you're, you're, you gotta come in, live you with it. You gotta nuke the restaurant, your kitchen nightmare. Sometimes he goes, it's like, no, I can't do anything. <laughs> you're, you're serving cockroaches to your uh, uh, thing, uh, <laughs> to your, uh, what are they called, guests? <laughs> what's the word? What is the term? Bro, I, I English. Eating I, people. After I've been up for like 13 Anyways, hours, 14 hours. To, to your uh, consumers? Guests, I think. No, there's another term. So, Patrons. Patrons. <laughs> it's definitely not that. <laughs> hey guys, subscribe to the Patreon. Yeah, please do. Or don't please do. If you want to do it, do it. If you don't, no one, no one needs you. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, we don't need your money or your support. <laughs> you need our support. <laughs> oh, damn. Nah, you don't need our support either. So if you want to do it, do it. Yeah. No, I hate this whole begging or like, oh, subscribe. If you don't want to subscribe, don't. I don't give a shit. If you don't want to like the video, if you don't want to subscribe, don't. If you want to do it, do it. But it's not this constant, Yeah. please subscribe, please like. It's like a joke, honestly. Every video, like every nine minute video on YouTube, a minute is just bullshit. Yeah. And then the rest of the eight minutes is also just bullshit. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. No, you're serving cockroaches to your guests and then you're thinking my restaurant's amazing you know like just not i've seen some of those episodes where the guy is just and it's always analogous to like their the their the marriage yeah it's some and of them are physical married state yeah just, yeah, just everything, everything about, about, them. about it's like them. you are that's just, that's what i mean that order thing yeah right and and, and wives, you can tell that from a person yeah. instantly is this a person who creates order or not it takes probably a minute to just yeah and that's the same thing with wife because they know that love cannot thrive in disorder it'll be unpredictable it'll be chaotic so women uh, like order they love order and they like to be ordered yeah they like making sandwiches in good order yeah i don't actually actually my wife does make sandwiches i get that sandwiches the egg white yeah. sandwiches with no the... i used to tell her like i want sandwiches in the f- chicken sandwiches in the fridge anytime because i'm like if i want a snack i don't want to just eat junk food so there should always be chicken sandwiches in the fridge but she idea. stopped doing that just because I stopped asking her. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's like, it, it happened for like a month and then... So women <laughs> women have automated wavetables where the frequency halves after a certain duration automatically. Yeah, and you must you must double it. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know those wind-up toys where like yeah. you wind it up and it spins and then... <laughs> and that's then you gotta, the perfect analogy, yeah. You got to wind them up with stuff you want them to do and then, you and then it'll go for a while. It every, yeah. Yeah, it'll go for a while and then charge yeah. it up again. Yeah, I think there's different methods to charge up. Time to time to recharge, guys.